0: Because you probably leave your house more.
1: Because I what around my house? Putter?
0: No, I I, I putter. You leave your house and you actually connect. That's why you have so many stories about stuff.
1: Well, I did. I used to. I don't so much anymore. I get it. I get it. So, uh, yeah. So we can start, you know, about just that. You know, have you been leaving your house, Dale?
0: This is the father, by the way. (laughs) This is the father, by the way. I had, hello, yes. Hi, Anna. Yeah,
1: hello. Hi, hi, how are you? How was your Thanksgiving?
0: My Thanksgiving was great. It had some, some in law shenanigans, but mm. that was quickly remedied. And um, my core group family went away to the beach, uh, which was lovely. Went to the aquarium. It was very nice. Good food, good times. I'd give it an eight.
1: And ate because you ate too
0: much. Ha! That, uh, that must be what I meant by that. No, <laughs> just because I always give a ceiling of two. Like, I will never say ten for anything, right? Mm. Because there's always something that could make something better.
1: I guess, but that's... That's just me. I don't know. I think... I mean, Nadia Comaneci, she, she was... Ten. <laughs> she, that, she, wasn't she the first one to ever get a ten in gymnastics?
0: Yeah, she was. Yeah. Right, I think she did that just before Bo Derek did. <laughs> deep cut, <laughs> Bo Derek. Yeah.
1: Deep—that's a deep cut. I hope uh-huh. I, I hope you're going to explain that to people later on in the footnotes. My Thanksgiving was quiet. I delivered yeah. some meals on wheels.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say babies. Was, which okay, felt
1: good. That's but awesome. I spent the you know the week before with my son in Los Angeles, and uh, that was great. The Blake exhibit, awesome.
0: Oh, great! bet
1: the Getty. And uh, what else did we do? Saw a couple shows. And yeah, but I'm glad to be back home. Cold. It's cold outside. It I've is been cold. Drinking yeah. Too much hot cocoa. Really? And it is indeed hot cocoa, and it's not spiked with anything.
0: Oh, okay. It's just cacao. Yeah. Uncertain. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave?
1: Uncertain. I can't
0: think about
1: that today. I'll think about that tomorrow.
0: Uncertain. You can't handle the truth.
1: You know how to whistle, don't you? You just put your lips together.
0: Blow. I'm ready for my closer, Mr. Uncertain. Do you feel lucky? That's all.
1: Come on up and see me sometime.
0: Oh. So,
1: what's our movie today, man?
0: Our movie today is the hilarious. No, it's The Father, 2021, available. Well, I couldn't find it on all of my sources, even my secret squirrel sources like Canopy, the basically the library site. I ended up renting it on Prime. Oh. But yes, The Father, starring Anthony Hopkins, Olivia Coleman, basically just about dementia. Anthony Hopkins is an older man in living in London, suffering from dementia. And his daughter, Olivia Coleman, is trying to come to grips with that, trying to care for him. And that's, I mean, that is basically the story. But what is phenomenal about this film, not only Anthony Hopkins' performance, his Oscar winning performance, but the structure of the film is so wonderful, so authentic, so devastating. It's a beautiful film. And It kind of defies, at least for me, easy synopses Mm -hmm. because so much of it is just the construction and how it unfolds and just the layers of poignancy. And I feel like Anthony Hopkins clearly did enough of a good job to warrant an Oscar, but he, again, stripped away the layers of what my experience seeing people with dementia, right? There's that early phase where it's, you know, forgetfulness. Then there's that kind of cranky anger and that frustration when someone is aware that they're losing their grip but is too proud to really accept help. So there's that phase. And so he does all of these pivotal milestones in the dementia journey so well. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is an important film because... Personally, my, my parents died before they really entered this phase of their life, but I do know people very well who are dealing with parents who are facing this. And I have to say, it's, it's such a weird phase of life, not only for the person, the aging person, but for the child, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like literally no one tells you about this. In the, in the welcome to being a human being manual, totally gloss over the fact that there'll be a time where you are still caring for your older children, your young adult children, but then you're also having to deal with your parents who are becoming children yeah. and it sucks. It absolutely sucks.
1: Yeah. They call that the tweener's. Really? Caught yeah, okay. caught in between taking care of your parents and your own children and it doesn't it's it's not you know, you're really and imagine
0: having to work on top of no, it. No, it is awful. Maybe that's why they don't tell you about it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's it's a beautiful film. It was Florian Zeller the director's directorial debut, though he has directed for the stage. He wrote this play, play, essay play, Mm -hmm. and screenplay. He co-wrote the screenplay with Christopher Hampton, who co-wrote Dangerous Liaisons, Mm. um, based on the French uh, Les Liaisons Dangereuses, which was on Broadway as a play, also on the West End may recognize the music, it's uh, Inaudi, Mm -hmm. Ludovico Inaudi, who does a lot of scores. I'm glad we did this movie because we were going to have to broach this topic eventually, given the uncertain age and the certain age of many of the listeners moving towards their later years. There's now a whole bunch of movies that we could put in the Alzheimer's genre. And as they go, this one is very good. But it is upsetting. The puck index is violated here. You know, if you are taking care of an aging parent, depending on your personality type, you may find all this illuminating and very, very helpful to you because you're watching an adult child go through this experience of trying to reach her father and and trying to explain to him something that is right in front of his face and he can't. Or the whole thing about he keeps thinking somebody is stealing his watch. But it's always in this secret hiding spot, you know? Right. And I went through this with my, my parents. So I didn't, I di- it didn't trigger me or get, get me upset, but I could see how it could upset mm-hmm. somebody who knew that they had the Alzheimer's gene, for example. This probably isn't a movie you wanna watch unless right. you're just a very brave soul who wants to say, let me see what that looks like. Let's, let me see what Anthony Hopkins's interpretation of what that would be like. And that might be very, very helpful to you. I I can't speak to that.
0: Yeah, I do feel like, again, like how I, you know, open saying this is something that you don't conventionally hear about unless you're experiencing it. Even though I say, yeah, with our Puck Index, it definitely, the whole movie is basically, you know, a 90-minute or so trigger. But I do feel not only does it give you some, I think, some information that is very usable if you ever find yourself in this situation. But it also, I I think, can help with that sense of isolation and guilt that people might be feeling when they're having to care for someone undergoing dementia, because it's it is a very thankless yeah thankless experience because um, the older person is full of rage, and it, it, it's. Exhibited in the father says some intensely hurtful things to Olivia Coleman's character. Um, so you just have to hold on to your memories of this person as you're dealing with the reality. So I do feel it can be a very useful film to watch,
1: yeah, and a couple of other things that might weigh um, in the favor of the movie, a lot of people loved this movie. Writing for Variety, a critic named Owen Gleiberman said, the father does something that few movies about mental deterioration in old age have brought off in quite this way or this fully. It places us in the mind of someone losing his mind, Mm -hmm. and it does so by revealing that mind to be a place of seemingly rational and coherent experience. I thought that was really an interesting take on it that, of course, we can't get inside Anthony Hopkins' mind or any person suffering from dementia, but the movie is showing us mm-hmm. what's in that person's mind. Whereas often we are watching a movie about dementia and we are observing it from the point of view of the characters having to deal with the person with dementia, right? which is less um, empathetic um, in a way. And the movie also, it only cost, well, only, I mean, I'd love a million dollars to make my movie, but it cost $6 million and it grossed 36.4, Wow! most of that overseas. Really? So a lot of people liked it. Yeah.
0: Interesting. No, that's fascinating. Yeah. No, I just as you were talking, kind of made me feel like this is in a way that dementia, like what Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind did for love, this sort of does for dementia. They both have that kind yeah. of wonderful ability to really firmly entrench themselves into a, an outlier perspective in a way where memory leaks into reality and reality leaks into memory just in this graceful way. Yeah. Not only, like I was saying, the construction. And it makes sense that a play director did this because it kind of feels that way. Uh, in, a, in a great way. Yeah. But I'm just so impressed with Anthony Hopkins' ability to basically be the exact opposite of his character in the sense that he must have such a strong mind to hold on to whatever the emotional thread is from scene to scene, despite the scenes being very complicated in terms of how they flow and how they connect to each other. But he just maintains that amazing emotional thread through everything. So he is to be commended.
1: Yeah. And I I don't know what the script looked like, the screenplay, but I've heard from multiple sources that he's the way he learns his lines and learns a script is he reads the entire script, not just his sections. Well, he's the whole thing in this movie, but he reads the whole script about 25, 30 times. And that's how he really learns it. And if the stage directions in the script indicated you know, where he was when that scene was happening. I bet that's how he kept track of it, totally. because I didn't realize so much about what was internal to him until the second mm. viewing of this movie. i didn't didn't realize where we were until way towards the end, the first viewing. and knowing what I knew after the first viewing, I took that into the second viewing to see if I could figure out. Mm-hmm. you know the the trajectory the timeline and um it was it was easier but still it was masterful construction and Christopher Hampton is is also credited you know he's he's a really good writer
0: no absolutely so i think it it's wonderful and i think also, also how you were saying before not only are we like firmly in anthony hopkins perspective but we also get some hints from olivia Coleman, like when there's a scene where she's You think she's putting him to bed, but she's smothering him with a pillow. But it's just a thought that crosses her mind that gives her guilt. And I think that's also an important scene because, like I said, this is an almost impossible situation to put someone in. And you're going to have a variety of different feelings. So I feel like it's also supportive to watch that and feel like you're not a terrible person for going like, oh, my God. I, I can't deal with this and have my life, if only this person, you know, X, Y, Z. So yeah. it's just very full, a very full movie.
1: It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot to chew on. And so I just, you know, just say that whoever's considering watching this, you know, we've given you the, the things that might upset you. Right. But I think that the good overwhelms the bad here.
0: Absolutely. And um, age-appropriate casting. Totally. Or CAC uh, yeah, Hopkins, I believe, 83. Yeah. Olivia was 46. So she was, I think her character was a little bit older. But yeah, Rufus Sewell, who's also really good. I just like seeing him in films. He has this quality about him. Yeah. And was it Imogene Poots?
1: Yeah, Imogene Poots.
0: Okay. I've tried to think where I saw her, part, like, at because I loved her in Rushmore. And I'm, I'm trying to think of other films I've seen her in. But yeah, she was great too. Such a great name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, very age appropriate. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So that's that's The Father, folks. We are Anna Nicholas.
0: And I am Dale Basie.
1: And we are uncertain about many things.
0: But not about why we're here talking about great movies like The Father.
1: That's right. Well, thanks, Dale. See you next time.
0: See you, Anna. Take care.
1: Take care now. Bye. Bye. I'm ready for my close-up <laughs> and see me sometime.